The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 179. Friday, September 30th, 2011. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 179. I am Rob. You are Greg. Ahoy! And I have woken up from my trance <laughs> in the previous episode. Are you back in black? I like am. my shirt? I, I am back to my usual Paunch Stevenson show self. I don't know what happened last episode. Well, no, I do know what happened. I was trying to do 25 things at once. And you I have just... a lousy computer. What? what? <laughs> it's the computer's fault. Mine worked fine. The software. No, it was mine. It was not fun. Mine was perfectly fine. We were using the same software. That interview turned out good. Yes. Cassine Gaines. I, I have his book by Already the got the book. Yeah. Came out right early. On. So, um, all right. So, before we... We have a new guest for this episode. Yes. We just can't stop having new guests on the punch. Stevenson show. <clears throat> anyway, listen, um, listen to this. Oh boy! Oh, it didn't. Uh, uh, it didn't make a sound. Uh, Your lousy. What is that? Perrier? No. S. Pellegrino. Oh, same thing. I'm drinking a Joe T. I don't. I've never seen this before. Joe <laughs> My name is Jyoti. <laughs> One of these days, I got to play the recording we did about, God, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, of me as Phil Rizzuto hosting a radio show and you calling up and I don't know what the hell, I don't even know what you were saying, but basically you threatened to burn down my restaurant. Phil Rizzuto. I didn't know him. Phil Rizzuto. From the money, the money store. store. Holy cow. 1-800-LOAN-YESH. LOAN-YESH. <laughs> his videos... I, we, you know, I put one of his videos... His videos were hilarious, though. Just... The money store? Yeah, because it would be him like, Oh, no! What am I gonna do all with all these taxes? Holy oh, yeah. cow. JoeT.com all right, so All right. our interviewee is ready. Yeah. Should we do a little introduction here before, um, before we get him on? Yeah, so his name is Ed Daly, and he wrote a book called Serial Snap, Crackle, Pop Culture. Yeah, so it's um, apparently uh, he, he wrote it. And uh, it's about uh, him sampling like 90 breakfast cereals or something like that. So it's craziness. It's craziness. But he's a local guy, uh, New Jersey, New York, and um, contacted us, of all people, the Punch Stevenson Show, for an interview. <clears throat> Let's bring him on. Via the magic of the internet. We'll get a Skype call going here. It's supposed to be magic. All right. Is that working? What am I doing here? You've already got it. Call, I'm going to call it. You could have hit the button there. I don't know. Come on. 
There's windows Hello? Hey guys. Ed. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? All right. I am Rob. And this is Greg. Hey Rob, hey Greg. How are you? So, do you go by Ed, Eddie, Eduardo? I I go by Ed. Ed, all right, Ed. Although, if you ask my mother, she she'd probably insist. But well, Ed, thanks for coming on the Paunch Stevenson show. Thanks for having me. So, Ed Daly, you wrote a book called Serial Snap Crackle Pop Culture. Yes. When did this book come out? This book came out uh, the. Beginning of June. All right, June 2011. And just real quick, give our listeners a quick summary of what this book is about. Serial Snap Crackle Pop Culture is, I guess the best way to describe it, is a humorous pocket guide to serial. And what I did was I ate every, I, I went to the market and eventually ate every box on the shelf, every different variety, which comes to about 90, I think 91 or 92 cereals. And, uh, you know, checked it off my list, ate the entire box, gave it a review, um, and then a little um, pop culture inspired analysis of of each cereal. There are actually 90 something different cereals on the shelf. Yeah, I I think I think when you uh, get into your groove when you when you grow up you have the the certain rotation of five seven cereals and you kind of realize but um there aren't a ton of variations but each manufacturer makes their own version of whatever you're eating so if you're eating uh um uh, fruity pebbles there are fruit loops i mean there are there are different variations there's uh you know four or five different cocoa slash chocolate cereals Four or five different peanut butter, a uh, bunch of brands. All you know, they all make. They, uh, Total has their own version, like healthier version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it all adds up eventually. And there's there's a good ninety cereals. My second question. I trust me. I have so many questions, but my second question is why? I guess <laughs> or like why did this? Well, I, I'd say the the. Most simple answer is that I eat a ton of cereal. I love cereal anyway, well before this project. And it was not uncommon for me to have a couple bowls for dinner rather than, you know, some, you know, some more ordinary, uh, dinner or, you know, on, on a weekend, it's, it's not impossible for me to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner bowls of cereal. I just, it's yeah, partially it's out of laziness and I just I grew up always eating cereal. So the project kind of started because as I would eat cereal, I every once in a while would just make a comment to my wife something about the cereal and it reminds me of this or that uh um you know, it just some bizarre statement and my wife is like, Why don't you write this down? You eat so much cereal, like I, I guess you qualify as some sort of expert and so I originally just started thinking maybe I'd write it as some sort of blog, but I, you know, it wasn't entirely clear. And then as I got through it, I was like, you know what, I could, I could probably turn this into a book. And so that's sort of how it started. And, you know, I, I thought maybe this would be like 30, 40 serials and that would be a much quicker project. And then 
you just don't realize that there are 90 cereals on the uh, on the shelves. So it became a much bigger project than I anticipated. Do you prefer the more, quote, healthy cereals or the more sugary cereals? Well, I... I was raised in a house where it was it was very difficult. I mean, it it was very rare thing beyond the healthy cereals. So I was raised on a steady diet of uh rice checks, Wheaties, Special K, yeah, things definitely skewing more towards healthy. So I definitely have a taste for I say my go-to cereals still tend to be on the healthy side, but one of the uh, the great things once I got to college and you go to that school cafeteria and I would just take a giant salad bowl and fill it up with cinnamon toast crunch and uh, I can appreciate some good sugar cereals too but I'd say my goats still tend to be on the healthy side. Yeah, I had a, I had a lousy dining hall one year and it was either maroon colored pasta sauce or cookie crisps and I usually wound up choosing the cookie crisps. <laughs> exactly. It, I think that's where my cereal love went overdrive because also I would just as a snack like I would go to the the dining halls but then uh keep in the little refrigerator some milk and just boxes of cereal in my room for, you know, coming back from the bars at 3 a.m. and making myself a bowl of cereal or what, what a, you know, random time it 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 strikes the mood strikes you. Can you list maybe three or four or five of your top favorite cereals? I love Rice checks. I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love Life Cereal. I mean, I you know, there's a there's a handful I like, but I'd say my, my go-to cereals are the, uh, the Chex Family, Special K, Wheaties, Life, maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Golden Grams. And then what about the opposite? Are there any that you found to be disgusting or you just couldn't stand them oh well I, it, it actually skewed both ways the ones that tried to be insanely healthy were disgusting to me <laughs> and the the ones that are just so unbelievably sugary and like painful to eat so it went both ways so i had a real tough time with something like all brand i mean you, you felt like you're eating uh uh, gravel like a gravel driveway <laughs> <laughs> and then the opposite uh you get a lot of these like uh kids show tie-ins like uh there there was a hannah montana cereal that was just horrendous or uh, high school musical cereal those were two two of the worst and what they're doing there is they're just they're just throwing sugar in a box and putting uh, a disney label on there and having the kids the, you know the parents whose kids just decide whatever they're eating get those kids hooked do you remember as a kid the uh it was the super mario brothers cereal right that was that was the notoriously bad one yeah and i think you know i i wouldn't be surprised if it's the exact same formula <laughs> and as super mario brothers falls out of favor yeah it could be ghostbusters cereal or uh yeah i can even go further back i remember begging my mom to to get me c3po's uh <laughs> You know, there's just a million of them. And I think they've eventually turned into uh, High School Musical and Hannah Montana. But even those, I think, since I started the project, are not in the rotation. But uh, I have a three-year-old who's way into the, uh, the the Pixar Cars movie. And there's a Cars cereal that tastes suspiciously like High School Musical cereal. So 
I think they just keep rotating whatever whatever the thing they can draw kids in with. It's bizarre. I mean, you would think that there's one thing I never understood about the cereals was, you know, like, for example, like McDonald's or Burger King, Wendy's, when they do some kind of promotion, uh, you know, you're buying a McDonald's food. It's the same food. And but it's like the Happy Meal or it's Burger King and you get, you know, you get the toy in the Happy Meal or you get like uh, the plastic cup with the you know artwork from the movie on it or something. So it's like a tie in. And you would think that some of these cereal companies would do that. You know, they would have like, uh, you know, Cheerios with some whatever the kids show is or the movie. Instead, they go with an all completely different cereal, which is terrible. Yeah. And I. I, I got to think that their, their audience, uh, the, the people that are going to dictate the purchase of that cereal are just the parents who just, you know, have had it with, you know, they're, they're not too on top of their, their kids' nutrition. And so the kids begging to get the, you know, whatever the, the, you know, the Super Mario Brothers cereal, they just say, fine, just get it. But they clearly are not trying to appease anyone with a- any... I mean, you don't have to have a fine palate, but to find the uh, the cereal repulsive. True, but I, I can remember as a kid there were certain cereals that had like um, it was the same cereal, but they'd have it was usually like Cheerios or something that I probably wouldn't have wanted. But they had like uh, like stickers, you know, had like a Star Wars. Right, just the tie-ins. Yeah, they. I don't. They've gone away from. I mean, it's. It's almost impossible to find some sort of prize in your cereal box. There's it just that was the other thing when I started this project. I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna I'll I'll get some weird toys or tie-ins out of this. And the 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 thing they do now is just they'll say, oh, you can get a Tony the Tiger T-shirt if you get mail in six um, proofs of purchase. That's 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 kind of what they do now. Or you <laughs> can get. Lame. Right, or some horrible DVD. I, I remember with the Muselix cereal, they said uh, if you if you send in three proofs of purchase and like five bucks, you can get the Eddie Murphy movie Meet Dave, which, you know, <laughs> like, it's not like they're giving out Beverly Hills Cop. They're handing out the worst Eddie Murphy movie of all time. Well, plus, I mean, first of all, it's Muselix. <laughs> right. And second of all, it's like, what does that have Who anything... came up with that name? Yeah. <laughs> What does that have to do with like with anything? Right. It sounds it sounds like some sort of uh, four legged animals uh, sinus condition or something. <laughs> it's it like, have, like hey, snot balls or something. Yeah. No, it's like if you buy grape nuts, if you buy five boxes of grape nuts, you'll get some completely unrelated thing that you know. It's it, it just makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Ed, do you mind if we ask how old you are? I am 35 years old. Okay, all right. So you're around our age. Yeah, I uh, I am 35. So I, you know, a lot of my go-to uh, pop culture influences definitely like TV from the late 80s, early 90s, kind of kind of stuff. But yeah, at this point, I've got a uh, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So as I mentioned, like now the three-year-olds. Tell me who wants car cereal, which is a problem because it's just awful. Do you live in New Jersey or New York? Are you local? I live in Hoboken. Um, I I grew up in Monmouth County, um, uh, right down next to Red Bank, a town called Fairhaven. So we so we're all in northern New Jersey right here. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, you guys. Uh, where are you guys? At this very moment, we're in Jersey City. <laughs> okay, so we're very close. We're in the poor man's Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw where I live. Maybe you'd think I'm in the poor man's Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion of Captain Crunch? I really like Captain Crunch, but you're going to feel it after you eat that cereal. Like, the roof of your mouth is like, you know, it, it's like you, you went through a uh, a few rounds with Rocky Balboa after eh. that. <laughs> you, get, you get beat up pretty good, but I do like the flavor of it. I The Crunch Berries, if you have too much of it, it makes me feel a little bit nauseous, but I like regular Captain Crunch. What is your opinion of, just speaking of Captain Crunch, I know they, I don't know if they still have it, they had the peanut butter Captain Crunch. Ugh. What is your opinion of any peanut butter flavored breakfast cereal? I like it, but I, I would say maybe the more boring cereals are what I can have a lot of and more frequently, you know, one day after the next. The, something like a peanut butter cereal, I can have it, but then if I buy the box, like I'm just not, I, I can't say I have it all the time. But that's a perfect example of this, how I said that every manufacturer makes a variation. Everybody has some sort of peanut butter. There's Reese's Puffs. There's there, there's a handful of different peanut butter variations out there. Is there a cereal that maybe you remember growing up or you remember a commercial for it, you never got to try it? that going down the aisle now you wish still existed but doesn't? Good question. Um, I mean, I think there were probably a lot of those movie tie-ins that maybe I wasn't allowed to get that I definitely, you know, was was dying to have, but they faded away. But, you know, I, when I was a kid, I really wanted the monster cereals, Count Chocula, Boo Berry, Frankenberry. But once I was, I guess, old enough to purchase them by myself. I, I'm not a big fan of marshmallows. I, I find the marshmallows to be a little bit gross. That's funny, because I was just going to ask you, the next question is, again, I'm going to defer to your expertise here, but do you know why, if I go to the store and I buy a bag of marshmallows, they're very soft, but in the cereal, like, how come the cereal marshmallows are so hard? I've made that argument, but, you know, one, one thing about talking about my book to people, people are very passionate about what they like. And, and you know, when I first started the project, when I was rating the cereals, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should take a, a poll of friends. And, and then I realized quickly that, like, everyone's all over the map. And so I, I decided that I was just going to rely on my own ratings. But some people who love the, the, the um, sugar cereals, I mean, the uh, cereals, they're passionate about it. And they, they say that I'm crazy. But I, I just, I make the same argument as you that like, it, this is not what I, I know marshmallows to be. They're, these are like these like hard little, it's almost like you've got like a, a Nerf ball or something. <laughs> it's It's not like a regular marshmallow. And I like marshmallows fine. I like a regular, you know, making myself a, a s'mores or throwing some in a uh, in a cup of hot chocolate. But no, th those are not regular. Yeah, I think what they do is is th they're they're, too, they're crunchy. No, it's not just that. It, they take out they they however they do. I think they like freeze dry them or something to get all the moisture out because it makes it last longer and it probably makes the box lighter or something. You know, there's probably some trick. I mean, it's 
it's not a healthy marshmallow, obviously. <laughs> right. Well, these marshmallows could have been manufactured in 1974, for all we know. They're they're like the gum that you know if you buy an old package of baseball cards from 25 years ago, the gum. Right. You hey, you have to work at it just the same as old baseball card gum. And is there uh, again like maybe two or three or four or whatever like cereal box artwork that is your favorite or that you really like? Well, I, you know, at this point. Um, I'm, I'm buying what, what I like. And I, since at this point I know every cereal on the shelf, like I, I know what I like and what I don't like. So I find, you know, I find certain boxes funny if you really look at it. Now everybody knows, uh, Two Can Sam from the Fruit Loops boxes. But if you really look at it, I mean, the, the bird's got fingers and he's very, he's very creepy looking. And like, you know, if you look at, um, Snap, Crackle, Pop, any of the Rice Krispies variations, Snap, Crackle, Pop, they look, I mean, they look out of their minds. They look like they're, uh, they're on, uh, you know, crack is on ecstasy. I mean, it's very strange looking mascots, but I think, uh, you know, you're just used to the images, so you don't really look at it. But at, the, at this point, I, I'd say I'm not looking at the, uh, the, the boxes to decide what I'm getting. I don't really watch like a lot of children's networks anymore, so I don't really get to see the commercials. But I remember, like you know, in the eighties, the commercials were really would probably sold a lot of these cereals, where you had Tony the Tiger or Toucan Sam or uh, the what was the the Quicks, right? With the, the what the hell was the one with the the rabbit? Oh, the, no, tricks, tricks, yeah. yeah. You know, and you'd have all these elaborate rice, the, the Rice Krispies did also. You have the Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, Cocoa, the, they have all these elaborate commercials, uh, you know, animated cartoons usually, and they were like, you know, one of the main commercials along with like toys and stuff. Does that still happen anymore? And, and then what's your thoughts on the old commercials? So, I mean, they, I agree. Those, those old commercials really, really sold it. I mean, when you, when you bought Frost, Tony the Tiger was going to rescue you from bullies. And I mean, it was, there was a whole theme. I think now they've gone one of two routes. They, they go with the short commercials. They just buy like quick spots in, in the, you know, the little, uh, children's advertising I've seen. Like they buy quicker spots. So you'll still see, you might see, uh, Captain Crunch or, or you might see the, but they're, I think they used to run longer commercials. So you would have a whole theme with the, uh, you know, uh, uh, Barney and Fred trying to get the uh, the Cocoa Pebbles and Tony the Tiger. Now it's kind of quick hits. Everything is, you know, the 15-second versus the 30-second commercial, I feel like. And, and maybe they're out there, but certainly not as much as I used to see. And they also do uh, a lot of health angles uh, targeted towards uh, mothers. So, like, the, you'll see on, um, I you know, every once in a while if I see um, – Flipping channels and I see a soap opera, you'll see T Cheerios targeting like this is what's good for children and, and they're they're clearly going that angle. And cereals that uh, off the top of my head I can't really think of, but some cereals that clearly aren't healthy are really trying to sell a health angle to, to mothers. Yeah, I hate that. Wow. It's like frosted lucky charms. Oh, uh, but they're, but they're made with whole grains. It's yeah, like oh, yes. come on. Multi multi grain they use the word grain a lot. They throw it around and it could be covered in 19 pounds of sugar, but Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, personally, I've always liked uh, the mini wheats and the frosted mini wheats. Uh, I like the, uh, like those, uh, I forget what they're called, like the honey nuts or something, where it's like a nut mix and a multigrain. I, I do, I personally hate the cereals that sog up immediately, which is like Wheaties and the Pebble cereals. I didn't understand what, what's the point of that? The Pebble cereal, as soon as the milk hits the pebbles, they just disintegrate. They melt. It's like eating pudding. The first couple bites are, yeah, pretty good, and then it be peeled mess in your bowl. Yeah, I, I have, you know, my my uh, my sister is a big. She gets very angry with soggy cereals, and she when she looked at my book, she got angry with some of the ratings. She says that get, that gets you know checks get too soggy too fast, and uh, you know I maybe maybe it's not a good thing. Maybe I just too fast, but there's only a few cereals where that really comes into play for me. That, that it's uh, gets really soggy. Now, do you do you eat cereal in other forms other than with milk, <laughs> like beer? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just well, I'm wondering a Rice Krispie bar, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You get to uh, oh, to... Are you saying yeah, you're saying like uh, yeah. I I've tried some of those uh, those bars that have some sort of you know I I guess it's some sort of sugary uh, dairy thing holding it together. Um, I, I don't, you know, if I like, uh, let's say I like cinnamon toast crunch, I think they make a bar and I remember trying it one time and it, it tastes totally different to people who are, you know, just like breakfast bars. It's, it's hitting that market, but it doesn't, to me, doesn't taste like the cereal converted into a bar. So no, I've, I mean, I like Rice Krispie treats, but that, that really has nothing to do with breakfast. Do you see a, po- a possible maybe business opportunity in some breakfast cereal kind of chain store. You know, they had in New York recently, they had that Pops Tart store, right? Kellogg's. I had like, <laughs> I'm serious. It was like this gourmet Pop Tart store in like the middle of Times Square or something. And they were making all these Pop Tarts, all these ridiculous flavors, idiotic flavors nobody would ever want. You know, and, and of course all the, the schmuck tourists would be lining up there like, Oh my God, a Pop Tart store. What? Right, we'll stop there right before the Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory and the M store. Yeah, I I I've been to a couple of these cereal restaurants that have some sort of you know, they come up with their own spin on it. We we take a cup of this, a cup of that, and they kind of mix and match cereals and have their own little uh formula and they can be pretty good, but um when I was looking to promote my book I figured I'd contact a couple of those and see if there's some sort of if, if i could do some promotion there and uh a, a couple of them had closed down so uh-huh. i guess i guess there's not as much of a market as i had hoped but uh they you know they they're, they're interesting enough places but like they would take you know a pinch of grape nuts and add it to captain crunch and it all kind of works but but it you know ed very important question okay there are three levels of milk that that people I guess Only use three. for the city. Yeah, there are three main levels three. of milk. Are you a just a splash of milk guy? Are you a the milk has to be level with the surface of the cereal guy, or are you a throw the whole gallon in there guy? For me, I like to if I pour a, a bowl full of cereal to the top, I want to just be able to see the milk, but like 
through some of the cereals. So not not to the top. So I don't know, three quarters of the way. Gotcha. So so maybe like sixty percent cereal, forty percent milk, something like that. Yeah. But I saw that there was a sharper image or Brooks on one of those places was selling a some sort of contraption where they've got the exact measurement. And I, you know, I, I, I thought it was kind of odd because everybody seems to have their own taste for how, how much milk they want or don't want. So I don't know. I don't know how successful that product was. I thought you were, I thought you were going to ask him like skim milk versus fat free milk versus like whole milk. All right. Well, so, all right. So whole milk, skim milk, two percent, one percent, soy. Well, for me, the amount of cereal I eat, if anything but skim milk, I think I would be, I think I would be a much much different size than I am now. So, <laughs> I I stick with I stick with skim for probably that reason because I have, I eat a lot of milk on a daily basis. I mean, I I go through gallons. You know, every couple of days, two, three days. So, is your wife into the three meals of cereal a day, or your children? A- absolutely not. I mean, I I can get my wife. My wife will eat two bowls a week. Um, and same same with my my three year old, my one year old. I mean, he he's not of age to be eating bowls of cereal yet. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of alone on this one. So, like, let's say if if your wife cooks dinner tonight, you pull up a chair with a bowl of cereal, or sort of. I mean, they, yeah. I I had uh, I had a, a bowl uh, a bowl of special cake tonight, and my wife was eating Chinese food, and I like Chinese food, but you know, I just for tonight, I just didn't feel I didn't feel up to it. So, Ed, do you have any events coming up, or you know? Anything going on like that 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 we could show up to, or that our listeners might be interested in? I'm supposed to be, uh, you know, in, interviewed on a uh, on a morning station uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, but it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be. It'll be via tape. Uh, I think it's a Las Vegas morning program that uh, I've been trying to get on their schedule, but yeah, it's nothing that somebody could show up to. And do you have a website or a blog or a Facebook page? Yeah, I uh, my I guess you know my Twitter usually my Twitter bio has uh, has information on my Twitter uh, handle is the letter E Z E D D A L Y or serial snap crackle pop culture dot dot com that has pretty much all the information. Or finally, uh, if you looked up Serial Snap Crackle Pop Culture on uh, Facebook, there's a fan page there. So uh, do you have any other projects like this uh, lined up, thinking about maybe a next uh, pop culture item, a food item, something else? I, I, I'm working on pitching a, a, another a, another project, another book, but it's and it will have a lot of pop culture in it, but it's more uh, geared towards history. It's not a... It's not going to be food related. Uh, so no, no, like oatmeal book or <laughs> yeah, deli I mean, meat I, I, book. I'd say if I did another project, it might, I might, I might eventually uh, try this with, uh, you know, something like beer or potato chips. But, uh, but then again, that 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 project could be uh, more detrimental to my health. 
I know that a lot of people like me, Greg, our listeners, like people in general just don't know your side of the book industry. So someone like you, you write this book, it gets published, you're selling the book, you're promoting it. Is this something that people make a lot of money on or is it just like a little side thing? The book project itself, I, yeah, it's 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 certainly not something for me to move to the uh, Caribbean on. Um, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to do, and it's you know it's it's not nothing, but uh, no, it's it or it's you know to write a book like this is is uh, you know it is a very enjoyable side project that. You can get paid for for your work, but uh, for me, is just you know uh, you know seeing seeing something that I've written be published, and uh, you know it was the book was on the shelf at uh, at MoMA, so there was a book, there was an Andy Warhol book and a uh, a Banksy book right next to my book. Like it was pretty, uh, you know, it was pretty funny to see that. But yeah, this is not a uh, you know this is more a labor of love, I'll say. I guess my last question was, how did you uh, find out about the Paunch Stevenson show to the contact us out of the blue? You know, I was I was Googling uh, probably some, you know, pop culture, pop culture podcasts uh, and yours popped up. And, and that was uh, I think I first contacted you a couple months ago. So I've been uh, I've been listening to the podcast and uh, enjoying it. I uh, I'm a big Pee Wee Herman fan. So last uh, your last episode was pretty funny. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, Ed Daly, cereal, snap, crackle, pop culture. Everyone is listening. Go to the bookstore. Buy it. Buy like 10 of them. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you buy books. Uh, you know, it's, it's there. Awesome. Ed Daly, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bird's got fingers and he's very creepy looking. There was a Hannah Montana cereal that was just horrendous. sounds like some sort of four-legged animal's sinus condition or something. Mucilix.